0: hello lovely and welcome to notes from a small room the podcast from solemnity co-studio hosted by me alexandra spear and i am so excited to be able to say that this is the first episode (sighs) so excited about this um so in this first episode i'm going to be diving headfirst into the myths that you can only love someone once you learn to love yourself. Cause that is a myth. Um, I will be focusing on the self-love culture as it currently sits, but this will be focusing on how it sits generically in the West. Um, and that's across this podcast. Unfortunately, that's just because it's what I know. But do get in touch with me if you have a different perspective, because I do really want to educate myself and I do want to be able to look at self-love and present this podcast from different perspectives because I am well aware that mine is just one of billions. Talking about self-love can be very emotional, it can be triggering and it can bring up realizations about the way we treat ourselves as well as how we've let others treat us in the past. So if anything I say triggers you, just pause, take a minute or tap out and come back later. These episodes aren't going anywhere and you've got to do this at your own pace. If you want to reach out for coaching, I do therapeutic art and writing coaching and my contact details are on the Solemnico website. Uh, You can access that via the Solemnico Instagram page and by the How We Came to Be project page. Um, And yeah, just get in touch if you're thinking about it and you feel that that would be a good way to start your journey. But honestly, coaching and other things aside, for self-love, the biggest bit of advice I can offer is to be kind to yourself, be open to learning about your past, and do this so that you can inform your choices in the present and create the future that you want. But most importantly, be open to listening to yourself through the noise of who you've been told you should be. In the intro episode I brought up the quote We accept the love we think we deserve As true of romantic relationships as this quote is is also a great way to sum up our inner self-love journeys Because if we believe we do not deserve the time, the energy and the attention that self-acceptance and self-love takes Then we will never start or even begin But finding something that we don't want to look at too hard or something that has been buried or shamed or any of that stuff as soon as you come across it you either sit with it or if you're not yet ready to do this or you don't believe that you deserve to do this you will find that first little thing and you will stop and you will not evolve to be the person that you could be and you won't do that like none of us do that because we don't want to love ourselves it's simply because we do not believe that we deserve to love ourselves um socially we've been taught to put others before ourselves um there's this Um, blanket generalization that um, self-love is vanity, self-love is narcissism, no those two are completely different things. And I will be going into those other things on another episode because I am aware that there is a lot of confusion over the differences um, and there are huge differences. Also sorry if you can hear building work outside Um, I really hope that it's not too annoying. Um, but anyway, so if we don't believe that we deserve the time, we deserve the energy, and we deserve to love ourselves, um, then we're going to look at ourselves as if there is nothing there to love and there is nothing worth ex- accepting. And I'm here to tell you that there is something worth loving and there is something worth accepting. And it's all already inside of you. And it's just waiting for you to uncover it and to do the work to realize it. You don't have to look outside of yourself. It's all already there. This brings me onto possibly the biggest myth in our culture today. And that's that we cannot truly love another until we love ourselves. We cannot find our soulmate, in quotation marks, um, until we have found ourselves. Whatever you may think of romantic relationships, whatever your experience of them may be, I think that we can all put our hands up and say that every single one of us is very capable of loving someone else way more than we love ourselves. And often we spend our whole lives finding various people to fill that void we feel when we have to face that monster. And we do often view ourselves as monsters, which is how we feel and view ourselves. But you know the thing about monsters? and villains and all of the othered characters is that they're just the ones that don't get their side of the story told. And the parts of you that you feel you can't love, the parts of you that you're ashamed of, that you feel you can't accept and need someone else to superglue the shiny bits together, those are the parts of you that need the most love and the most acceptance and the most, like, TLC loving kind of vibes. That you can put out there. But you are capable of loving someone even if you do not love yourself. You are capable of having a functioning relationship even if you loathe yourself, but, and this is a big but, <laughs> you are more likely to have a healthy, reciprocated, loving relationship if you at least respect, value, and accept yourself at a base level. If you are working on the relationship you have with yourself, you are also working on the relationship that you have with those outside of yourself because you are teaching them how to treat you through how you treat yourself. You are teaching them how to love you through how you love yourself. You are teaching them how to handle you through how you handle yourself. So before you dive headlong into a brand new relationship, and for those of you who are single and listening to this, or if you're evaluating your relationship or kind of rethinking your goalposts, whatever. Um, and I do want to put a little bracket here the the pressure that society puts on people to be in a relationship, especially single people, to bunny hop from relationship to relationship or for couples to stay in a relationship that isn't working or that maybe they've evolved past each other this is a whole other episode I will be doing separately, um, because the pressure to be in a relationship or stay in a relationship, it does impact your self-love and self-worth, and it impacts it to a horrendous degree, that many of us either subconsciously recognize but haven't yet consciously come to terms with, or it's something that you just like you feel but you can't express it. But anyway, um, before you dive headlong into a new relationship, you have to understand that whatever you are searching for in a romantic partner, what you want them to give you, that is what you need to give yourself first. I'll let that sink in. What you search for in a romantic partner, be that great orgasms, romance, peace, strength, loyalty, money, security, whatever it is, this is what you crave most for your emotional well-being, and therefore it is what you need to give yourself first. Even if it's not at the level you imagine, even if it's not, you know a surprise or you know you want spontaneity, you can give yourself all of that, even if it feels like you can't. But just having that base of, "I can give this to myself," it will empower you into subconsciously raising your levels of self-worth, your levels of self-acceptance and your self-love so go buy yourself flowers and take yourself out for brunch masturbate explore somewhere new try different food learn something different go outside your comfort zone whatever it is that you are looking for someone to give you be that new experiences new things uh financial security for god's sakes at least give it to yourself on a base level first Because once you give yourself that which you crave from another, you're in a much more powerful position. Uh, People can enter your life, but they can also leave and you're less likely to worry about someone leaving if you can give yourself everything you need first. Once you give yourself what you want from a romantic partner, you are more likely to reevaluate what you want and to realize that a partner is meant to enhance the quality of that which you already give yourself. Your partner is not meant to be the world from which everything you have ever wanted flows. That is not a relationship, that is a prison. As Sahaj Kohli said, the fact that someone else loves you does not rescue you from the project of loving yourself. Okay? So, you cannot go around the world hoping that other people will give you the validation that you need to give yourself. And that is the hardest and the most beautiful bit of self-love and self-acceptance. That everything that you want someone to give you, you can give yourself. And you can give it to yourself at a better quality, with better understanding, and with better appreciation of what you've gone through and what you actually need. Because we have become so used to romanticising the love of another that we stop romanticizing the love of the self and the ability to know ourselves wholly and what an amazing adventure that is. I remember the girl I caught the bus with for a time to school and she said something one day that stuck with me over the years and it's something that really, really helped me. Basically, she said that the only person who has to be stuck with herself all her life is her. And why would she bother wasting time hating herself when she could use that energy, learning and loving herself? And I remember she said it and it just floored me because it's so true. You are the only one who is going to live with you for the entirety of your life. You have to wake up with yourself. You have to sleep with yourself. You have to spend all this time on earth with yourself for years and decades. So why not make it a pleasant experience? Why not come to it with the enthusiasm you come to other romantic relationships with? Take yourself on dates. Get dressed up for yourself. Like, you know that, that fear, that, that kind of like, anticipation that you get when you start dating someone new? Look at that as you come to the relationship with yourself. Get excited about like, asking yourself questions. Learn about yourself. Like, It is meant to be an adventure and it's meant to be exciting. And it's meant to feel like you are dating yourself because you are in basically a marriage with yourself. And it's supposed to be something beautiful and rewarding and whole. And you cannot get that from someone else. And you get to be with this amazing person. And spend your whole life making an awesome adventure out of learning what you can do, learning what you like, learning what you think. And when you sit with this and realize the overwhelming power that you have that is like just bubbling away inside, that potential which is you loving yourself, when you sit with this and realize this, I reckon you'll be terrified because you realize how fucking beautiful that is. Nobody will ever love you more than you love yourself. No one will understand you better than you understand yourself. No one will be able to give you the life you want except yourself. And that's because other people aren't mind readers. Like, sometimes we might wish they were, but they're not. And if you don't know what you want, how is someone else going to know what you want? Other people can help you. They will teach you lessons. They will reboot you. Sorry, that was meant to be rewrote reroute. However you say. It. <laughs> Other people will influence you. They will inspire you. They will break open parts of yourself you didn't even know were there. But it all begins and ends inside you. You get to decide who you are and how you love yourself, how you show up to yourself every day, and. Wouldn't it be amazing if you slowly turned all that self-loathing, all that negativity, all that shame that you've been taught since childhood, wouldn't it be amazing if you turned that into positivity and appreciation and how far you've come and how beautiful you are? Part of self-love is boundaries. Again, this is another episode in itself But someone who accepts, respects and values themselves, even at the basic point of I am a human and therefore I deserve the basics, this will help you to understand how important boundaries are because you will be able to say no to things that do not make you feel safe or loved and you'll value yourself enough to walk away from that which does not serve to make you or your life better. That is why I believe that you need to work on yourself before you step into a romantic relationship. Because unfortunately there are people out there who enjoy controlling, belittling and abusing those who have low levels of self-worth, self-love, self-acceptance and as a consequence very few or incredibly weak boundaries. And that's because they themselves have horrendously low levels of self-love and self-acceptance or they're on the other end of the spectrum which is having high levels of self-love and self-acceptance while believing this to make them superior to others and true self-love is not believing you are more or less than anyone else you merely accept that you are different and everyone else is different but there is no league, because how can there be when we're all so different but anyway as i said That's another episode in itself entirely. But anyway, it's like, so I came across this quote and it was from the Buddha. And he said, if you truly loved yourself, you could never hurt another. And honestly, that's so true because no one who loves and is at peace with themselves would hurt another being. Just like someone who is happy will never begrudge someone else their happiness, nor will a person who is chasing their dreams and achieving their goals ever begrudge another their success. When you try to fix people who have low levels of self-love and self-acceptance, and many do this at the expense of their own self-love, their own self-acceptance, their safety and their health, you are not doing anything but setting yourself back. You cannot make someone practice self-love no more than you can make an avalanche slow down. And helping someone else at the expense of yourself does not make you a bad person. I really want to emphasize this um, because if you are experiencing or have experienced this, your levels of self-worth and self-acceptance and self-love are probably rock bottom because that other person took from you what you should be giving yourself and it was probably not reciprocated, um, and it was probably incredibly unhealthy. So doing this doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't mean that you failed or anything like that. It just means that somewhere along the line, something or someone made you feel that you are not worth loving, or treating well, or being decent to. And that meant that you thought that you had to prioritize other people over yourself and that you weren't worth prioritizing. Um, But this isn't true. And the only way to experience self-worth is through letting others help you, okay? And sometimes we need those experiences to help us reroute, to help us understand where we're lacking and to understand that actually we are a priority in our own lives. That doesn't make it any easier that's not me saying that the situation was okay but it might have been your wake-up call and you not believing that you deserve self-love self-acceptance and basic common decency changes right here and right now because you will accept the love you think you deserve and we're back to that agile quote you will accept the love that you think you deserve until you begin to accept and eventually love yourself and then you will find that your relationships change the way that you view the world changes and the love that you accept changes because you realize that you deserve more and the self-love that you believe you deserve which is basically echoing what I just said but it sets the tone for the love you believe you deserve from others and one does influence the other and that can be really difficult to get out of if you're in a bad cycle but the good thing is that you can do something about it and it doesn't cost a penny but and I did quickly mention this, it's where it gets a bit difficult and messy. You will learn more about yourself from being in a relationship than you will not being in one. There, I said it. <laughs> and this is because relationships reflect you back at yourself. It's like a crash course on the self, where you start off seeing the best of yourself, and then as it goes on, as it gets deeper, the bits that are a bit murky, or the areas that you don't like to look at, these will start to show themselves, and you either stick with it, Or you go back out and hop right back into the same cycle with a different person because people don't view relationships as reflectors or as enhancements and they're viewing them as the missing part of themselves so many people are stuck in a cycle of basically dating the same person Um, and many people don't realize this or they think that it's just bad luck and it is bad luck but it's also down to the value that you put on yourself and how high your levels of self-acceptance and self-love are because nothing about the world will change from your perspective unless you change that perspective and changing that perspective starts inside you. We talk a lot about types um, in society and So many people go for the same type again and again and again and they never understand why the same eventuality plays out again and again and again. And And so many people, and again, like this is another episode in itself, as I mentioned earlier, because the pressure that society puts on people to be in relationships means that they don't take the time out to do the inner work but people who bunny hop from one relationship to another are the ones who often need relationships to teach them the lessons they cannot learn alone. And that's great. I'm not knocking that at all. There's nothing wrong with that. But the problem comes when they don't realise that the relationships they choose are a reflection of their own self-love and their own levels of self-acceptance. And that's where the problem comes, because we are using other people as the crutch for what we are not willing to sit with ourselves. And it's as easy and difficult as that. If you work on yourself, you become aware of yourself and the patterns which are sometimes generational, stretching back hundreds of years, these will change. And if you look back at relationships in your family, relationships that you grew up with, you're probably either emulating these or mirroring these in some way shape or form until you realize and you do the work and the best way i can put it is to think of it as a practical in a science classroom so you rise out the brief you have what you want to happen so i, I don't know um uh, marriage babies like a perfect romantic relationship that lasts forever fireworks everywhere Whoa. um So you go to do the experiment, and something else happens instead of that. So maybe you are constantly in a toxic relationship, or you keep being cheated on. Um, And so you start again, and you get the same result, start again, get the same result, and you keep doing it. And you're sure that you're using the right equation only to stop at the end of the day. And you review the equation, maybe sitting over it with a cup of tea and a biscuit in the quiet of your lab, and then you're looking at it, and when I say the equation, I mean the relationships that you grew up with, the relationships that you saw when you were younger, this is the equation that you think of as the relationship equation, so the one that will get you the one. And you'll keep looking at it, you'll keep looking at it, you'll be like, yeah, it's perfect, it's great. And then if you sit with it long enough and you look at it properly, you'll realise that actually, that little bit, it wasn't quite right, it needs to be tweaked. And then if you tweak that, you realise that the next bit needs to be tweaked and so on and so forth. And then you go to do the same experiment, but with this modified equation, and you get... A totally new outcome and it might not be the one you expected because we can only imagine what we already know to be in existence but the outcome will be closer to what you estimated in your initial brief so in your imagination because you did the work to look at what the equation was that you were coming to the problem with and you just tweaked it and sometimes all you have to do is just tweak one thing. That that's basically the relationship between self-love and romantic relationships. If you change the equation, then you'll get different results. And it's not just, you know, change the outfit, change the hair, change the vocab, change the body type. No, it's not that surface level. You have to change the energy. And this isn't something that you can buy on a rack at a half price sale. You can't get a coupon for it over the counter in the chemist. If you want to see change in your outer romantic relationships, you have to go back to the main element that is current in all your relationships. And that is you. That is where the change happens. To summarise, do we need to love ourselves before we enter romantic relationships? The answer is no. No, we do not need to love ourselves. However, do we need to have a basic level of respect and acceptance of who we are and what we need before we enter a relationship? Yes. Do we need to be completely self-sufficient before we enter relationships? No, not at all. But we need to be able to give ourselves everything we desire from a romantic relationship on a basic level before we search for it in another person. So in every uh, episode I will ask you a question and I want you to think about it and I'll answer it from my perspective in the following episode before I introduce the next question. In the intro episode I asked you how you define self-love personally and I looked it up in the dictionary and the Merriam-Webster dictionary defines self-love as an appreciation of one's own worth or virtue. In the intro episode, I asked you what your version of self-love is. So did yours come close to that? It probably came somewhere in the realm, but it will have been in words that are very personal to you because the relationship that we have with ourselves is incredibly personal. For me, my answer was that self-love simply means that I value my peace, my safety and my energy more than I value the acceptance of others. For me, peace is solitude, so until something can improve upon my solitude, I do not give it my energy. And that goes for people, it goes for social media accounts, it goes for the objects I own, the apps I download, the food I consume, the music I listen to, the places I go, and the work I do. If it does not bring me peace or improve upon my solitude, it's a hell fucking no. It's as simple as that. My question for you over the next two weeks until the second episode which I want you to think about is this what are five things that you want from a romantic relationship which you can give yourself right now think about it get in touch with me let me know and yeah I will give my answer in the next episode welcome to the self-love podcast that has the conversations they wouldn't want to put on a t-shirt thank you so much for listening have a lovely holiday and i will catch you in the new year bye